0: This is Top Quality Faith Ministries Podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message.
1: Praise God. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. Bless the Lord with you. With me, we're ready to go into the word of God. So if you have your books, your Bibles, your notebooks, your pads, your telephones, whatever it is that you have, get your word of God. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. Amen. Luke chapter 9. Going to look at verses 7 through 9 and then Luke chapter 9, 18 through 27. I'll try and give you some other scriptures in terms of what we're going to talk about, but um, just get ready if you will, amen. Gracious Father, we thank you for this time and for this opportunity to go into your word, to share the word of God. Pray that you give us the insight, the understanding. Enable us, Father, to understand that what you're calling for in this hour, to take us to new heights and new depths in the word of God. We thank you, Father, for our walk, for the word of God that brings forth clarity, and understanding. We thank you, Father, for you. So you said your word will not return to your void. And so we thank you that the word will accomplish what you sent it to do. Amen. Amen. Listen, I I tell you, I was talking to this good friend of mine. Amen. A good brother in the Lord. His name is Billy. And Billy calls me to look at the word without even realizing that God began to speak to me because of Billy. Amen. 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 So um, the Lord really spoke to me and he asked me a question. And because of the question, it caused me to dig further. Because uh, Billy was asking the question with reference, if he doesn't mind me, kind of giving insight. Billy was just speaking about himself and asking uh, the sense of what I saw within Billy. And I I wanted to respond, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And so the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me regarding this thing. Um, it, It led one way and then another because what he was speaking to me, he says, He asked me the question in reference to, do you know me? Mm -hmm. The Lord asked me, do you know me? He said, really, do my people really know me? In order for us to walk in this place with God, we really need to know him. Anybody um, really want to go to, I keep saying this over and over, do you want to go to another dimension in God, another realm in Christ? Do you want to go to a place, a plateau, not a plateau, but you want to go to another place within him that... Uh, It takes me from the sense of the norm. Amen. And one of the things that that, that God really keeps speaking to us about with respect to that is that we're going to have to to know him. How you say this, know him. And in knowing him, it's like intimacy, you know. And if you ever experience intimacy with anybody, the sense of really knowing somebody, there's a sense that to really know them, you have to spend time with them. And Luke, this is kind of interesting in this regard. I just want to kind of open this up because there's some questions that are asked about Jesus. But then the questions will spill over into another way because the Lord was saying in order for us to have this this place of intimacy with him, it's like, do you really know me? (laughs) Because if you know me, there's some things that you have to know that I desire for you. Amen. And so um, when I looked in Luke. In Luke, this this also you can find it in Matthew, so kind of like I'll kind of give you some, some reference to go over. I may not actually turn to it, amen, but but just kind of give you a sense. But in Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 7, and it reads as thus, Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed. Now there, he's talking about Jesus, and and so he's hearing all these things about Jesus. And as he's hearing about Jesus, the thing that's happening is that he is perplexed because all this stuff or all these, how you call it, these things, these exploits that Christ is doing, he's concerned, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And so he was perplexed because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead. Now, now, of course, if you watch this, uh, Herod's going to let you know, he knows this, he knows that this is not John because why would he know because he took John's head off mm-hmm. he's gonna let remind <laughs> you that and so he knows it's not John But he said no, well, but he's still perplexed. Who is this guy? I mean, you know, it's like everybody's talking about him I'm hearing all these things about him. Who is this guy? And so some said that he's how you say some said that he was Elijah mm-hmm. You know some said uh, that, that it's Elijah and he's 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 come back Others says it's one of the other prophets, you know, maybe like Jeremiah, and Herod said, "John, have I beheaded?" So he, what he's saying is, "I know it ain't John. John, I took his head off, can't be John." But who is this, of whom I hear such things? And so Herod's desiring to know this guy, he wants to know who is him. Who, excuse me, who is he? And so then we we, we kind of move forward because everything that's happening is leading up to a point. And so you got to really kind of get, you know, sometimes when we're reading the Word of God, we've got to go back and really just kind of get into it because they didn't know what was happening, but Jesus at this point is leading them, leading, I'm going to call it like, he's leading breadcrumbs to a place that he wants to take them. (laughs) And so, and let's move up to verse 18. When we get to verse 18, it's interesting because now, if you go back, you're going to see that there's also the, the feeding of the five you know, the, the five loaves, two fish, Jesus feeds this multitude, okay? All this has significance in what Jesus is getting ready to say to these guys. All of this has significance in terms of what, what Jesus is, is really bringing them to understand about him. You, know, you would figure if you're walking with Jesus, you would have to know him. You would figure if we're if we say, as Christians, that we are followers of Christ, that we should know him. But you keep seeing how we kind of Dismiss or, or miss what Christ is all about because we don't know him. Amen. Verse 18. And it came to pass as he was alone, talking about Jesus, he was alone praying. Man, here's Jesus. Him, Jesus has intimacy with the Father. He's always in communication. This is awesome. He's always talking to his Father. Yeah. His disciples were with him, and he asked them, saying, Whom say the people that I am? Now, here's Jesus. First we've seen Herod. Now Jesus asked the disciples, who do the people say that I am? Here, here's these people, a multitude that's following. There's a multitude I fed. He said, but who do they say that I am? The disciples answered. They said, John the Baptist. Whew. Well, Herod's already told it, it's not John the Baptist. But some say Elias. So, so he's talking about Elijah. And others say that you're one of the prophets that's risen again. But he says unto them, now, watch what Jesus does. He's asked them, What does the people say? Who do, what do the people say? Who am I? What do people say? What do people? <laughs> he, he asked a question who, does, who is everyone saying? Who does everyone say I am? And so Jesus is saying, First of all, we've we heard this one guy. Now, here's the sense of who do you say? Now, listen, listen, this is important for us because at some point or another, Jesus is going to ask you the question, Who am I? Who am I? Now, you got to understand their response. Jesus already knows what they're going to answer. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus asks you a question, you got to notice, if God asks you a question, it's not really a question because he knows the answer. But it's something that he's trying to get out of you. So interestingly enough, here we get this that happens. He says unto them, who do you say that I am? Now the word says that Peter answered. Now, if we, we'd have to go back over and find over again in Matthew, where, where Peter, Peter says over in Matthew, I think it's Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, um, where when he says to Peter, he says, it's not Peter, but he's talking to the disciples, but Peter answers. And Peter answers and he says, hey, flesh and blood didn't give that to you. Mm-hmm. So Peter answers and says, you are Christ of God. So what he says is that you are the anointed Christ, anointed, you are the anointed of God. You are the anointed of God. What he was saying is that you are the Messiah. But here's the thing about it. What you got to understand is that when he said that he was the anointed of God or the Messiah, the disciples were looking for the Messiah to return. As are, how would you say this, all of Israel... Are looking for the Messiah to return. But here's the mindset the Messiah was supposed to return. And let's call him, you ever seen all those movies where Hercules comes on, or Tarzan comes, or someone comes? You know, remember that was Zena, the warrior princess. Glory to God. You know? <coughs> You had all these different things where this warrior would show up. They were looking for a Messiah that was coming back like a warrior to overthrow this Roman kingdom, this whole political sense to set things in order. So they're looking for something that's going to uproot everything that's in place. This Messiah was going to come back with such a power To overthrow everything, all the oppression that they've been experiencing. This was the warrior that they were looking for. Jesus was bringing these guys to the place, you don't know me. He wasn't saying I don't have power. He wasn't saying I'm not going to overthrow the government. But not in the sense that they were looking for. They were looking for him to come in to do something that Jesus, the Jesus that they knew, the Messiah that they're speaking of, is not the one that's coming. So what's happening? Here's the other thing. Watch the reason I say this You put it in, in its context. Verse 22. Jesus says, the Son of Man must suffer many things. Wait, 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 go back. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Verse 21. After they said this, after Peter says who he is, Jesus immediately charges him. And says, he commands him, tell no man this thing. Well, Jesus, why you don't want him to know? He said, because, if I might interject, what's getting ready to happen? I'm getting ready to come back. I have a work to do. And yes, you have to understand, I am going, because he's going to tell him, I am going to be put to death, but I'm going to be resurrected. He wants him to understand something's getting ready to happen, but it wasn't ready. It wasn't the time yet. It was also just to put it in, in order, there are other political individuals that have gone forth that begin to speak to this empire to let them know or to let them somehow see that they've come to overthrow. If Jesus is the Messiah, as they're saying, the, the disciples will then go forth to begin to tell everybody, He's here. Get ready. He's getting, you, you looking, it's a revolution. Get ready to take place. Okay? <coughs> Everybody in this case will be at a point where that's like, okay, when he's ready to attack, we're gonna take over. Yeah. Well, well, what's gonna happen is they're going to come after Jesus before his time. Jesus wants them to understand the Jesus you're looking for, the Messiah, excuse me, Christ, the Christ of God, or the anointed of God. That's not what I've come to do. So Jesus begins to put this thing in order. He says, saying this, the Son of Man. Must suffer many things, he's getting ready to tell them. I want you to understand, I'm coming, but the work that I got to do, I'm getting ready to go to the cross. Hmm. If you're going to the cross, you're gonna die. (laughs) That doesn't sound like the one that's coming to overthrow to set everything all the oppressions and set everything in place. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes. Basically, what he's talking about now is the Sanhedrin court. He said, these are the individuals that if you stand against them, they come together. You know, these are your Pharisees, your scribes. These are these guys he's talking about. And so he said, this represents this court. He said, if if you come against them, then what they do, they're the ones that come and decide, hey, this individual needs to be judged and the judgment that's gonna be brought forth will be capital punishment. They will be put to death. Well, the death that they talk about is what you're familiar with when we talk about, hey, let's say corporal punishment in their day. Would, would have been what? Crucifixion. Crucifixion was only allotted for people. Let me excuse like this. It's only allotted for their enemies. So, <laughs> none of the citizens of Rome can be put to death in this fashion. This was supposed to be put only to your enemies, the worst of the worst. And the worst thing you could do to them was this. Jesus is saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected. When he talks about rejection, this is what the rejection is. It's going to be the penalty. The penalty is death. Mm-hmm. To be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be what? Slain. slain. Oh, glory to God. We're not about being slain in the spirit. <laughs> he's, talking about, he's talking about death. He says they're going to be slain. And then be raised the third day. Whew. Man, somebody say, stop right there. That's enough. The disciples didn't want to hear this. If you go over to Matthew, you'd find out. They didn't want to hear this. It's like, Jesus, stop this. This conversation has to stop. Because they're looking at Jesus as the warrior Messiah. And he's telling them that's not what's going to happen. He says, I'm getting ready to suffer many things. I'm getting ready to go to the place they're going to inflict. The real sense of capital punishment. And, and basically, can I say it like this? They're going to take my life, but I'm going to raise it up again. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now here's where it gets good. See, somebody said get good, right? That wasn't good for you. So says, well, this gets better. Glory <laughs> to God. Here's where it gets good. Because there are three things I want you to see. Jesus says it to them. He says, now, now here's Jesus. He turns it. remember, he's telling you what's happening, what's going to happen. But now he says to them, and he said to them, all, if any man will come after me. Look at this. Let's pause right here. <coughs> Jesus is getting ready to give us an insight. If we're going to walk with him, if we're going to become the disciple of Christ, what it entails. Man, because I want to tell you like this. If I be real, one of the things that happens in Christianity is that most of us, when we accepted Jesus as our personal Savior, we expected, once we came in communion with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit of the living God, that from that moment on, we would have no more problems. (laughs) That sound like anybody? Yes. see, See, that's why you need to have this conversation, because it's not like that. Right. You expected that you were going to have, from that moment when Jesus came into your life, it was going to be like, how would I say this? Like someone taking rose petals and throwing them before you everywhere you walk. But he's getting ready to tell you that's not to the, 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 the thing. you you got to understand, these rose petals, if you will, have thorns in them. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of messes us up. Because the mindset... For us, when we came into that place, we expected certain things. It's not to be so. So he says unto them. He says to them, and he said to them, "If any man will come after me, let him deny himself." Now, now here's where you gotta. You gotta. Here's where the fun stuff comes in. Here's somebody say fun stuff. Fun stuff. Because I I like fun stuff. Anybody like to be have fun? Glory. (laughs) See, because when you have fun, this is what happens. He starts to do some things, and it, it, it kind of messes us up because what he's going to do is that he's going to say, number one, i got to deny myself. Hmm. And, you know, I had to go and I had to look up this word deny because it's like, you know, if I'm going to deny myself, I need to understand what does it entail for me to deny myself, right? Hmm. So when I look at this word, when I look at this word to deny It it has a different meaning than what I thought. It it, it took on a different, whole different connotation for me. Deny yourself. Deny means to turn someone away, to refuse association with, to disown Mm. him or her or whatever, to disown. But look at this. Now I don't know if you're hearing this. Listen to this. He says, To deny means to turn someone away, to refuse association with, Mm -hmm. to disown. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about this to disown, I'm disowning me. I'm disassociating. Mm -hmm. I'm distancing myself from me. I'm I'm saying literally, I'm disowning you, Ken. (laughs) Wait a minute. That takes a lot. Jesus says, he says, now listen, if any man will come after me. Now, we, 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 we kind of bypassed that because we'll come still hit it again, but it, it, it's like it bears looking at. If you're going to follow me, if you're going to come after me, if you're going to pursue me, if you're going to be in a place of association with me, this is the first thing you got to do. Yes. Yeah, well, it kind of messes you up. Jesus is already establishing some things you have to do if you want to pursue me. Whew. You know, let, let's look at this from another place. You know, I love it when I go back and, I, and, and you know, uh, I've had guys that wanted to date my daughter. And uh, I love the fact if a guy came, Brother Billy, and he bypassed. Myself, you know, because I had brothers, you got to understand. And so we all played this thing. We'd make sure if a guy came, he had to go through us all. And so <laughs> here's the thing. We did it. I did it to their daughters. For their daughters, they did it for mine. So here's the thing. If a guy came and he wants to talk to my daughter and he bypasses me, mm-hmm. he can't pursue her. Mm-hmm. You can't pursue her without first coming to me. Mm-hmm. That sounds so crazy. I love it because when I go back and I see my son-in-law today, one of the things he came to me he, he, when he and my daughter were ready to, to, you know, actually he wanted to ask for hand in marriage, he came to me with a rose and a ring. <laughs> yeah. He got down on one knee and he says, he said to me, he was pursuing me in the sense he said, I would like to take our relationship to a whole nother level. He says, I'd like to be able to call you dad. Praise God. He was pursuing me. Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to pursue me, these are things you're going to have to do. You can't just come any kind of way. Yeah. So he tells you, you got to deny yourself. Mm-hmm. How do I disassociate myself? This is what messes us up because Jesus is bringing you to the place that to begin with, he wants you to understand it's some things you got to let go of. What it really entails when I say that I have to disassociate myself. It means i got to give my passions, my desires, (laughs) my earthly pleasures, (laughs) my selfish gratifications, my reputation, everything that seems like it's important to me. He says you must deny or disown yourself. Wow. If you're going to pursue me, this is what you have to do. Man, that kind of changes the complexity of your walk because most of you have been thinking, Jesus, uh, you need to be on my team. (laughs) See, see, basically what he's getting us to the place, we don't have the opportunity to be in a place where we get to indulge ourselves. You know, it's kind of funny because Matthew 633, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the he, he tells you even then, you gotta seek after him first. Yeah. Before you pursue anything else, he says, seek him first. And then, well, well, this is what he's telling you, but you gotta deny. See, we gotta look at that word, like I said, you have to take some time with the word deny because we haven't looked at it. Deny. Mm-hmm. Can I be real with you? Mm-hmm. Most Christians are upset. Because they don't get to do what they want. Hmm. You don't. It's not like Burger King. Burger ber, ber. King, and, you know. Well, it's kind of like this. We grew up in a house that was kind of different from most today. You know, uh, Pastor Kathy might have had some of that. because She's in a different era as well. But we don't get. They didn't get. They didn't give us the kind of things that you guys get. It's kind of different today. I look at my, my, my grandchildren and, and it's kind of interesting, you know, I get in trouble with this. Uh, just the other day, just the other day I thought it was, I thought, my, my, my daughter uh, was sharing with everyone over Facebook how she went in to tell her children, um, they were all sitting around and she told them, she says, hey listen, uh, you guys need to be doing your chores. The kids told her, they explained to her, they said, well, listen, uh, what we have done, what we have done, we have a lot certain times uh, to take this in and so this right now, uh, we got, You know, obviously they tell her, we got housework that we're going to do, but this is our break time. <laughs> Didn't go over well with her, I don't understand why. She got mad and basically she was upset with them and said, you you know, me and my dad have discovered that we sat down, we thought about it and you guys need to take care of your chores, then you can have your break. So she took their, you know, took their um, electronics. So she put it on Facebook. So me being as I am, I saw it and I said, you know, hey, listen, to me, this is really kind of, you know, I thought it was very creative. The children, their idea was very creative, and I began to say some other things to her. I thought it was. I thought it was very creative, and I thought, you know, it was a great idea that they had. And um, I think that since she took, the, took their their electronics, I told her. I said, um, the children do have rights. They can call 1-800. We fight. Grandparents fight for them. <laughs> anyway. But the point was, the point was, is that we got to get to this thing. Is that we didn't have those choices. You know, if you're going to follow, you don't get these choices. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of different from most of you guys. You kind of like, you kind of go, and you just kind of, and folks are upset with God because it's like, hey, you know, God, you ain't doing what I really want you to do. I want you to move in, knock this down, and do it. (laughs) But when you look at this word, to deny, there's some things probably that God's asking for you right now. You never stop to look again and say, hey, am I really denying? Have I really disowned? You know, there's some things that we kind of kind of like, say it like this. It's like we got to kind of come to that place to recognize that, God, I haven't really given to you. Now, I'm going to move quick. Does that help you guys? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Tell somebody, I got to deny. I, I got to deny, if, even if I don't want to. You know, because, anyway, okay, let me move on. I want to say something else I'm going to do, do right there. Let's, the second thing he says, the second thing he says. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Then he says, Now, watch, take up, take up. Now, now the word is very explicit. Billy, take up Jamila's cross.
0: Is
1: that the word? Huh? He <laughs> didn't take that anymore? If you'll come after me, let him deny himself, take up your cross. No, take up your cross. He's explicit. He says, take up the cross. Now, here's the thing you got to stop. You got to stop and you got to pause for a moment because Jesus is using a a sense of illustration that they can relate to. Remember, when he talks about the cross, the cross is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. He says now, but he's telling them about the cross. And he says, I got to go. When he's talking about suffering, he was talking about going to the cross. The cross is the sign of crucifixion. The cross is the sign where basically what happens, Jesus gives them this sense. They've seen, as they hear him say this, they've seen men that had to carry the cross. Every time they were carrying the cross, these were individuals that no longer had a choice. The decision has already been made for them. When they picked up this cross, they were to carry it to the place in which they were to die. So when Jesus speaks this. He says take up your cross. They could relate. Because what he was saying was that. Listen. Let me, let me put it like this. If you see a man taking his cross. You know you don't expect to see him coming back. Can I be real with you? When he's telling you about taking up the cross. One of the things that happens for us. As believers, he's already told us to deny ourselves. But when, he, when we talk about taking up the cross, can I be real with you? Most of us have been in a place where it's like, you know what? He's telling you, you have to die to self. But can I be real with you? You can tell we haven't died. You know we haven't died. Because the, the thing is, is that when you go to the cross, you know, can, can you imagine this? It's like this man... Prior to going, he gets his last meal, right? He gets his last meal. Billy, he, they serving him his last meal. What do you want? What do you want before you go to the cross? He you gets your last meal prior to going. Can you imagine? I'm gonna wait till he get back and ask him what he had. Can I just tell you something? Most of us have not understood when Jesus said, "Take up your cross." Every now and then. Yeah. No, daily. Daily. He he said every now and then. Take it up every... Whoa, wait, wait. Before we got started, we were just kind of talking a little bit. And I think one of the things that comes out, most of you said you want to grow, right? Yeah. You want to grow in Christ. Uh Nobody wants to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Well, when he talks about taking up your cross daily... He's talking about something you're going to do on a continuum, day-by-day basis. Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Got to be real with this. Here's one of the things that happens. Anybody feel like, man, just seems like I've been on this trail for a long time and nothing's really happening. Anybody just feel like, man, I'm just kind of, anybody feel like I'm just burned out. Nobody in this room, glory to God, none of them understand what I'm talking about. Listen, he says, take up your cross daily. Here's the thing about it. Most people are telling you over and over how I want to, I just want to keep my walking in Christ. I want to get closer to the Lord. Can I tell you this? If you're going on a long drive, one of the things that happens, I don't care if you fall asleep, wake up. You're moving. You can be out in the desert and you can just see yucca trees. But every time you look out, there may be a different yucca. Here's the thing. We're moving if we're steadily taking up our cross daily. You're moving from glory to glory. No one is staying in the same place. It may appear to you that nothing's happening. But can I tell you this? In most cases, we have missed and omitted what God really wants. And when he says, take up your cross, did you forget? He said, first of all, deny yourself, because usually your feelings are not in line with what God wants. You haven't really, if you go back, you got to follow. He says, "If, if you're going to follow, he said to them, if any man will come after me. So if you're pursuing after him. You know what it is to pursue after, to follow after somebody? Can I just tell you this? I was following my son at one point. Now, it was dark, and I had my sights on the back of his car. And I'm in unfamiliar territory, and I'm following him. But I started messing with something on the radio or something on there. I started moving around, and I looked back up to see the lights. Unbeknownst to me, he had switched lanes. So I kept following the lights, but they were the wrong lights. Can I tell you, some of you have stopped following after him, if you're pursuing him, you have to follow him. Not something that you perceive as that as him, but you must follow after him. And so here's the thing. So when we get to the place, we feel like, man, God, I just feel like I feel so numb. I feel like this. Are you really pursuing him? Have you denied yourself? He's given specific things. Have you really looked at this? He says, take up your cross when you want to. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. When it feels good, take up your cross. He said, take up your cross daily. And really, because when you understand this cross, is talking about this crucifixion. This is about putting self to death. This is the place where it's kind of like this. Remember Paul said, you know, in Galatians, Paul says, he, he Paul kind of, because, you know, when Paul says things, he kind of messes your mind up. Let me just kind of do this here for you. And Paul says it like this. It's in Galatians. Help me, Holy Ghost. Galatians 2.20, I think it is. Paul says something, and when he says it, it just kind of, it stirs your intellect, you know. You ever, you ever heard somebody say something, and when they say it, it just kind of just, it just stirs you. It just moves you. You ever, you ever get one of those moments that we call drop the mic moment? Yes. Paul says like this. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Wait a minute, Paul. If you crucify crucified with Christ, that means you're dead, and Christ is dead. <laughs> He says, nevertheless, I live. Wait a minute, Paul, you dead or you alive? It's a drop Mm -hmm. to my, okay. But he says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But if you understand what he's really saying, he says, my life, he's, remember, he says, I denied myself. I disowned myself. So what I've done is not my life. So I've been crucified. My life was put to death, but I still, I'm still living, yet not, see, then he makes it plain. Yet not I, but Christ liveth. He says, it's not my life anymore. I'm pursuing after him. Whatever he desires, that's what I do. Whatever he wants of me, that's what's important. That just kind of messed me up, Lord. I don't get my... (laughs) He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life... Watch this. And the life which I now live in the flesh... He says, I'm still in this flesh. I'm still in this, this body. He says, but the life I now live in the flesh, I live by my faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave it." So, so wait a minute. He's, he's telling you again. It ain't about me no more. Yeah. My life is gone. When I took up my cross, that's what he's telling you. Take up your cross. Does this, this make sense? Yes, I just feel like, feel like I'm talking to the walls now. Glory to God. <laughs> Jesus. So he says, take up your, your cross. When you feel like it, tap your neighbor. Tell us this. You, you know, you gotta tell people. Sometimes you never. You, you know, before we, we got kicked out of church. Uh, I mean, I mean, before. You know, you know, before the the pandemic. You know, you, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this. Look at this. Look at this. Just be real for a second. You know, um, you ever sit in church and you hear something and you really feel like that's for you?
0: <coughs>
1: you, you just kind. Your sister ever hunts you and said that's for you? You ever? Kind of a hunch, you know, You know, not Not the hunch, but uh, you know, just kind of give them a little tap. A little nudge. Now, you, you did like that, you want to hurt somebody. A little tap. <laughs> <coughs> you ever tap somebody? So that's for you. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of like want to know them. Did you, did, you, take- did you hear that? Right. Did you get your note? Okay. Right there. <laughs> like, that's for you. <laughs> Can I tell you this? One of the things that's happening. We're missing because this word is not for your neighbor. It's not for the person down the street. Yeah. Not for your sister. Yeah. This is for me. Yeah. Amen. we got to remind ourselves, tell somebody daily.
0: Yeah.
1: daily. Daily. See, I love to make jokes. I love to play with it in the sense of knowing and understanding God's taking you somewhere. You're going on a journey whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, and I'll just be real with this. I love I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like the different kind of dad. You know, it's like father knows best. Uh, I wasn't that guy. I was just a dad who was just going to tell you what he wanted to tell you. And so I love it. I love it. You know, um, when I think like this, my kids would always say, where are we going? Where are we going? Just get in the car. We're going for a ride. <laughs> now, do you really need to know where you're going? How many of you really need to know where God's taking you? What does it change? I heard that. Do I really need to know? You know, can, can, truth be told, if God was to tell you really what's getting ready to happen, No wait a minute, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. But see, see, every time Jesus starts to tell you what's getting ready to happen, we say, now wait a minute, Jesus, can we just change? When he, Jesus told me, he said, this is what's getting ready to happen to the Son of Man. They said, no, we don't want to hear that. That's not what we want to hear. We're looking for the warrior. He's getting ready to tell you, are you going to follow after me? Anyone here want to follow after Christ? Want to pursue him with everything you have? He says you got to do these things. Deny yourself. Anybody? Did, did it look like you're denying yourself? Disassociating you? That word said disasso, disassociate yourself from yourself. Uh-huh. Disown me. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, that sound like anybody? Disown yourself? Well, well. let's look at it another way. Just, I want to back up just for a second. Does anyone here disown themselves? Disowned your feelings, your emotions, your thought. Everybody looking funny. Absolutely not. <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> from time to time. Well, well, well. Let's let's throw up the word kind of bears out from time to time. But can we get time to time when he says? He says, deny yourself. Take up your cross daily. They two got they go together, mm-hmm. and follow me. So it all goes together. So do, can you get that where you can just? You want to ask that question? Go ahead. disowning yourself, disowning your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts. Wait a minute. And don't get lost in this because God's not telling you, He doesn't want zombies. Okay. He doesn't look. He still wants to use your heart, your mind, your soul. Yeah. He wants to use everything, but he wants it where it has, how you say, you have surrendered and or submitted as unto him. You know, Paul uses another word since you asked it like that. Paul used another word. Paul called himself a slave. Dulos. And, and so Paul says, I'm a slave unto Christ. When he Paul speaks about slave, you know, it's a total different thing. I talked about this just the other. When talks when Paul talks about slave, we have to really go back into the culture, culture to understand it because it doesn't, we can't correlate to it. But when they were talking about slave, you could just just the sense that you were in debt, you could sell yourself into slavery. But slavery was different than it is now. Because at the end of the day, you, you may go home to your family in that type. Total different to what we're familiar with with slavery. Paul said, but I came, became a slave. In other words, he says, it was that I lost the sense of what, whatever I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, that I might do whatever he desired of me. And so really when we talk about this disowning, disown really means to disown my sense of. How would I say it? My sense of privilege. My sense of what I want to do. I no longer get to do it my way. How I want it. It's now I disown. It's not mine. If I disown it, it's not mine. Mm -hmm. I don't possess it. It's his. So this life is not mine. It's his. What does he want to do with it? (sighs) Can I be real with you guys for a second? If we pause it for a second, what happen is that if you really ask the Lord... And or ask yourself, whatever God's asked you to do, you probably didn't want to do it. Hmm. Since you guys, um, you, you ladies have been singing this morning, praising, uh, the first time they asked you to sing, did you gladly say, hey, I'll do it? You fellows, were you glad to just come in, just start playing? Kind Kind of? Okay. <laughs> but, but I like the attention. Oh, okay, that's a whole nother... That's got to disown that. No, glory to God. That's another thing. But but really, when they've asked you to, to, to come in and, and sing, did you want to do it? You got to speak because they, they listen and...
0: They don't, they don't get that.
1: Not at first. Well, what had to happen? Well, why you didn't want to do it? You start looking at the reason. I don't feel comfortable with those people looking at me. I don't think I have... We always start talking about what we don't have what's what, so, Something that's important to us God's not concerned about those things yeah. Go ahead pastor You know as a
0: pastor I constantly get the same question Over and over again I've denied
1: myself
0: But yet God's not moving
1: <clears throat> Let's go back God's not moving Remember when we talk about this One of the things God's not moving To what beat Right You yeah. get my drift to what be? We say God's not moving. Is he not moving to the, to, in the manner or means that I want him to? You know, if God spoke a word to you, it's up to God to bring forth those things to pass. Now, we've got to do our part in it, whatever that part might play. We have to do our part. It's kind of like this. Make it plain. When the Lord spoke to Moses, he said, Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses has already been given an executive order to carry out for the Lord. His job is to go to God. I mean, excuse me, go on behalf of God to tell Pharaoh to do what? Let the people go. Well, we got that. Well, he couldn't sit back and say, well, now listen here, Jesus. Uh, or listen here, Father. Uh, you want me to go down there? Could you not bring, uh, bring him up here? <laughs> Have Pharaoh come to me. No. Your role His role was to actually go, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, you got to understand. There's always the sense of us getting into things because even Moses said, now listen, (laughs) okay, if you want me to go to Pharaoh, you know, because look at the, the," he says, look, look at the disparity between me and Pharaoh. Who am I to go talk to Pharaoh? But better yet, who am I going to say, sent me? You got to have some credentials. You got to have something. Listen, when we come back to this, what you're going to find, God gives us specific things to do. Sometimes you got to understand, because now, since I use Moses, here's the other thing. Once Moses went and told Pharaoh, it's not Moses' responsibility to make Pharaoh do anything. Sometimes we get mad because the process. God, you told me to tell Pharaoh to let them people go, but he ain't done nothing. Your responsibility was to do what? Just tell them. Can I tell you this? We got all these prophets and prophetess, and that's the whole thing. God gives them a word. Pastors, He gives us certain things to do. Sometimes we get caught up in places that God didn't tell us to do. We get worried about the people. They didn't do I told them, but they didn't do nothing. (laughs) Wasn't your role? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, imagine someone tells you. Your mother or father gives you the executive order go and tell your sister to come home mm-hmm. So you go and they she come on girl. I go when I'm ready Mom said you better come home now <laughs> mm-hmm. You're upset because they don't move
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's at fault you go back you go back hey It's no longer your problem the problem really rests on them. Is what did they going to do with it? Now let's get back to. I hope I didn't lose. Did I lose? Kind of like did I lose? It's just, you know, it's like, hey, because we're we're asking God to do something. Sometimes did God say He was going to do it, or is it what we want to do? It's kind of like that. Remember, if I lose sense of of all this, then it's like you know, because I be real with you. Yes. I asked the Lord for another role, mm-hmm. another job. Yeah, yeah, this was not, I didn't ask to be this. This is not what I asked for. I've been telling God, God, I think you got the wrong man. I don't like sitting before people. Hey, does it matter what we want if we have brought ourselves to the place that we say, Father, whatever you, because when you say disown, it's like, God, this is not mine anymore. Whatever you want to do with it, use it for your glory. Is that where you're at? So why are we mad? And I want to tell you, if you're looking for a position or status in the kingdom, whew, that's in a whole nother, it's going to come in another category because it, it deals with motive. And, and if you're dealing with motive or reputation, if you're dealing with those things, then one of the things you have to understand, then you haven't really come to this place to deny yourself because then it's no longer important. When I deny me, it's no longer important. It's all about him. What does he want? What is he establishing? Now, hope this is help. Did I call yeah. too long? So denying yourself, take up your cross when you want. Daily. Well, there's something on my word. Take up your cross when it feels good to you. Daily. And why would he say this? Daily. What he was really telling us is a continuum. It's a process. This is not going to be done just by doing it one time. Amen. Mm-hmm. And this messes you up as well. Because what we're looking for, can I be real with you? What we're looking for, even in the Christendom, is that we want to just arrive already there. (laughs) It's a process. And it's something you're going to do daily. He says, take up your cross. And then daily, taking up your cross, man, this is going to the place where I'm going. Because really, he's talking about capital punishment. Where I'm going, so they could relate This is the place where I'm going to die. It's like me putting self to to death daily. It's like it's a continual process. Taking, mortify, which means to put to death, these things that are in me. Everything that kind of just stands up Mm -hmm. and it's not him, he says put it to death. That kind of messes you up. Can I just go off the beaten path? One of the things that happens, because God was showing me, he says, one of the things that happens to my people, he says, I've already spoken a word to them. About who they are. Amen. I called them into a place to be something that they choosing not to be. What do you mean choosing not to be? He said, when I speak it to you, when I speak this thing to you, he said, you won't even accept it or embrace it. I have a question. Sure. What if we're trying to do the thing God's called us to do but we, whenever we sit down Wait, wait. Is it just a spirit of rebellion still, or what? Let's, let's look at it like this. Let's look at this. If I'm doing what's required of me, what God said. Or I'm trying to do. No. If I'm doing what God gave me to do. Go back. Let's use Pharaoh. If I'm told to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, right? My role, my, my, my job is just to go and tell him such. One of the things that happens is that we put things in our job description that God didn't put in. We add certain things. I'm. You ever feel like this that you're supposed to feel a certain way? Yeah. Because as a Christian, you're supposed to feel a certain way. Man, because in what your walk yesterday in your walk I'm coming to in your walk yesterday you felt and or did something yesterday and today you're not doing the same thing. Yeah. I need to tell you sometimes. What you do today, God may have something different on tomorrow. Yes. Go ahead.
0: So when he speaks of blockage, he feels like he's doing the right thing, but something's blocking him. Can you speak to what's, what's blocking? Because that's what I get a lot of times from people where they will say, well, Lord, I'm giving my very best. And he got to
1: talk loud because Eric, he pick up this as well. I think I'm speaking
0: loud. Yes, please. So even louder. So he speaks of blockage. Blockage. He's doing something, but yet something's blocking him. What does that mean if it's blocking? Is it the spirit blocking? Or is it their thoughts on how they're seeing things causing the blockage and frustration? How would you leave somebody and they're constantly saying,
1: Well, let's be real. I I just say it like that, let's be real. Sometimes when we say that we're being blocked, the real sense of what is happening is the way we feel about a thing. And if it's my feelings, my feelings and the word, I have to look at the word. Am I doing what? See, if I do what he says, it doesn't matter what it looks like to me. You know? What? Let me do this. We're on YouTube, right? You, did you ever go and check out how many people looked at at your yes. and when did you ever get discouraged because you looked at it? And and they didn't have as many people you thought should have looked at it huh? you, you you felt like man we we should have had 15,000 views and we only got you ever, you ever do something like that one of the things that happens is that You you miss it because we get caught up in the wrong things what we're supposed to do is simply Do what God gave us. God gave us. Let me bring this word out here. If one person hear it, hears this word, and it speaks to that one person, if I go there and I say, "Man, only one view," but if that one person, because of my obedience to share God's word, doesn't matter what it looks like to me, because I don't know what the word is doing that God sent. God said his word will not return to him void. So, so whatever we do as unto the Lord, he said, my word will not return to me void, meaning it will not accomplish what I it will not have accomplished what I sent it to do. So if we're doing what we're called to do as unto the Lord, he said, only what we do for Christ will last. Amen. So if you're doing it as unto the Lord, there's a reward, there's a blessing in it, even if it doesn't feel and or look like it, Amen. God says he's going to bless you. It'll, it'll blow your mind because sometimes we are caught up on the wrong side of this thing. We look at some things that God never said. But he did tell us, follow me. No matter what, keep following me. You know, it's frustrating. Okay, I'm going to close this up. Y'all Y'all keep questions? <laughs> it's like we get to follow him. We get to pursue him. Yes. We get this point. It's What I'm saying is like. What happens so many times is that we keep looking at ourselves, which brings me back to that place. How much of us have really been put to death? That's another way of saying it. How much has really been crucified? What's really been crucified? What's really been disowned? You know, I, I find sometimes, you know, I know this never happens to you guys. I thank God for uh, top quality because I know you guys y'all so on the ball. But glory to God. I, I find that in my Christian walk, sometimes I get mad over the simplest things and what I'm mad about god has to deal with me and says to me let it go you right happen?
0: yes <laughs>
1: and i don't wanna let go at that moment you know and i was like father you know the only wrestling that takes place is on the inside it's in me and when i say father not my will but your will be done it's like let go let god can i tell you guys god's calling us to this place it's on a daily basis it's like it's a, it's a daily sense. And one of the things that he showed me when I started, as I told you, Billy started a conversation with me, really, they got something going on the inside of me that the father kept talking to me about. Uh, so I've been teaching, you know, got a lot more of this. But um, the thing about it, one of the things that the father was saying uh, in reference to the fact, he says, uh, going back, it's like, we ask these questions. You ever ask somebody, what do you see in me? You know, like you're asking, can I tell you this? Like you just ask, well, why I feel this frustration. Have you ever asked the father about your frustration? Just pause, just stop, say, Father, what is it that's blocking me? If we want to use that word, what's blocking me? Because if something's blocking you that's not of God, God knows how to remove that blockage.
0: Gotcha,
1: yeah. Adas. Well, the father began to show me, he says, He says, My people keep asking everyone else, but they never ask me. Mm-hmm. If you watch the word of God, what transpired is we find. It was Peter. When Jesus says, He says, We've heard, and I'm just putting it as so remember, we, we heard what, what Herod said,
0: yeah.
1: who Jesus was. Then Jesus asked the question to the disciples He says, Who do the people say that I am? Mm-hmm. But then Jesus was setting them up. When he asked them, He says, Who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't he make it personal? There's some things that happened. Peter responded, and he says, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. So wait a minute. So Peter had connected with the Spirit of God and heard the Spirit to tell him he is the Son of Christ. Peter must have said, wait a minute, who is he? Word doesn't tell us. But Peter must have paused and said, who is he? And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, whose job is to lead and guide us into all truth and righteousness, spoke. Jesus confirms it because he says flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you." Can you imagine? God said many things concerning each of you. And as it comes forth, when you hear it, in many cases, you don't accept it. You go back and try to get somebody else to confirm what God said. Could you tell me? Did God say this? Does sound like a word from God? Have we ever tried to just pause? Let's just see, because the the thing is, we don't want to do the work. Can I just, you know, remember Jesus said there's a work. There's a pattern. Did you ever see that pattern? The pattern he says, if you're going to pursue me, if you're going to follow me, he says, you're going to have to deny yourself. Well he lets us know, take up your cross when you want to, no, oh, excuse me, daily. So, what he's telling us, this process is a continuum. So, if, if God's speaking, one of the things that I don't want to do sometimes is that I really, if I'm honest, I really don't want to listen. i rather, I want to talk. You, know, you want to do that? Yeah. I want to talk to the point that I want, now, he's telling me what he wants. But wait a minute, God, wait a minute. I want to tell you what I want you to do. That's not what he wants. Can I, can I just, and if not, don't, don't get it wrong. What I'm saying, there's a process of the work. Can you ever, you ever stop for a moment and say, hey, let me clear my mind. Let me clear my thoughts. Let me put aside how I feel. God, what do you want? You ever, anybody just pause for a moment? Yeah. Just really say, God, what do you want? So if I'm in whatever place I'm in, whatever state I'm in, can I just pause for a moment I say, God, what is it you want? It, it, it's funny because I found this happen a couple of times, even in this week, where the Spirit of the Lord gave it to us, where someone was asking a question. they asking me. Like, I'm smart and know something. Glory to God. They don't know I ask. I usually ask. I don't try to call them my own stuff. So it's like, wait a minute. The Spirit just speaks. But if he's going to speak to me, wouldn't he speak to you? Did God tell you you could sing? Did God tell you you could sing? Oh Lord, I just found this talent that you gave me, and I'm just going to use it anyway. You know, He let you know that you have certain talents, certain giftings, certain anointings. Did, did you just say, I'm just, you know what? I just want to be a pastor. That's what, I, let me get my Bible and stuff, and I'm going to just, oh, I want to be a teacher. Let me just ascend to that You heard the word of the Lord. And when God said it, you didn't embrace it. You probably fought it, right? She said, leave her alone. (laughs) But. I fought it. Why? But I kept saying, make me a singer. Make it. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) That's that's why he tells. Okay. listen. I love that. Everybody wants, you know, because the real deal is everybody wants something other than. Everybody wants something different than what they had. You Know it's like, hey, let's let's take our gifts and make them interchangeable. Yes, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been wondering for years could I interchange with the person on the back seat that's doing nothing? That's the one I want. Uh, <laughs> they,
0: they yes.
1: <laughs> no, but it's, it's like God, God chose you based on what He put in you, yeah. and now. That that he's put inside of you, he's also looking to see it come. How do you say it? see it grow?
0: Yes.
1: You know, he said the work that he begun in you, he shall also complete.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't care where you're at, even if it's frustrating, because this is like things, It's is like a can I tell you it's a process. So so going back to you, Pastor, so when you got that word, you were called to be a pastor and you embraced it six months, two years later, three years later, five years later, glory <coughs> to God. <laughs> Whoo, lightning coming your way. Glory to God. Well, and so now you see what, no, all jokes aside, one of the things that you see, that's the sense of understanding that I have with people today, that it's like, it's hard for us to move sometimes until it's become, how you say, clear to any one of us where we're embracing it. Because you may hear it, and God knows, you, know, you may hear it the first time, and, and, and even though you hear the word of God... You, you know, because usually when when he speaks it to you through somebody else, he's already spoken it to you, mm-hmm. and you still be denying that can't be God. I come against you. I rebuke you, Satan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and here's God saying this. He's just waiting on us to embrace. You imagine God saying, "Hey, I'm waiting." You know, can I tell you, most of you, where you're standing right now? You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Whatever's taking place in your life, God is waiting on you. How would you say this? To take and embrace that place to walk in this new place and, 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 and again because I don't want to undermine or seeing that I'm demeaning or somehow taking it and making it less if you feel like you're blocked if you feel like something's coming the way I got news for you I believe the power of God will remove it if it's mental, emotional or spiritual, God will remove it Amen. and or show you how to walk in that place yeah. can I tell you just to be honest, I have felt inadequate in everything that God's asked me to do. I felt like I was not qualified. I, felt, I made jokes about it, but I felt like, God, maybe you talked talk and or and he's the God of the universe. He's, he's the God that's all-knowing, ever-present, having all power. But yet I felt like when, when God would speak to me and say, hey, I've called you to do certain things, I said, God, I think you called the wrong person. You must have got me mixed up with one of my siblings. You know what I feel like that? Yes. But we acknowledge him yes. as the God who's sovereign, yes. the God that's all knowing. Say, yes. he has all power, yes. he's everywhere at once. Yes. But yet, we still say, God, but when it comes to me, you must have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the case. God knew you before the foundations of this world. He chose you and him. So I need you to get it today to understand that you are important to God. That whatever he's called you to do, he's also going to give you what you need to accomplish the task that he's called for. He doesn't want you to be frustrated in your walk. He doesn't want you to feel like you're stifled or stymied. He doesn't want you to feel blocked. And if there seems like there's something that keeps coming in the way... We want to get to the bottom of it. Yes. God, show us what it is. Yes. Does this make sense to anybody? Yes. And you guys got me off where I was going and everything. So it's okay. glory to God. Man. So so listen, today, Today, let's do something. Let's do something unique. Let's do something different. Um, Jamila, you the teacher. i got to mess with the teacher, the professor. You know, when a student's having a hard time, mm-hmm. do you give more time to that student? Yes. Depending on the situation, I mean, you—if they're not getting what you're, you're, you're projecting, what oh, you're sharing, you want yes. to make, make sure that they get it right. Yes. So you're going to spend a little, maybe even to, for the whole class, where you describe, you Absolutely. know, share the whole. God wants to make the point adamantly clear to all of us: mm-hmm. what He's called for you, He doesn't want you to miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What He has for you, He wants you to be able to accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He never meant for this thing to be hard, for it to be difficult. There's some things that are in us that God wants to get out of us. Yeah. And if you're willing, if you, I don't care who you are, where you're at, but if you're willing to submit, God will remove. I, I love it, the fact that we can even acknowledge and say it like this. I keep looking over at you. It's like, hey, if I want to be on camera, when I acknowledge that that's part of my personality, God's going to deal with that personality trait. There's a sense that he's going to humble me to be, be able. makes doesn't mean I get out from in front of it. It just means that he's going to humble me to do it. Yeah. There's some things he's going to take out of each one. And, and part of our walk... Part of our walk, there's some places that some of you are going through some places right now that you may not like. It may be something that God is working or walking out the hard things that are in you to fulfill the place that he's called. Because he's called you to deny yourself, (laughs) to disown and disassociate yourself, to become to this place that you pursue after him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to take up the cross, but how are we going to do it? Unless we learn to walk this thing. It's like like becoming. Anybody want to become like him? I want to look like him. I want to sound like him. Can I tell you, right now it's difficult to tell the world from the child of the king. We're acting and behaving in many ways that we're acting just, I don't know, the world, the difference between the world and Christendom. And God's calling for this place where you will humble yourself before him and find out what he desires. So if you're in that place today, amen, if you're in that place, just kind of put your covenant hands towards the camera, amen, amen. And if you're in this place today and you're really looking for answers, this is my prayer. Father, I pray that where we're at, where we're seated, that you meet us in this place. And Lord, just like you spoke, just like you you allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to Peter, I pray right now that you speak to us. Whatever it is that's that's in us, that's a hindrance, that's been a a stoppage, a, a, a block, a stumbling block to our walk. I pray right now. Holy Spirit, you speak to that situation. Father, that no matter where we act, that we know that we, as the word has already told us, that we're more than conquerors. Yes. You said that we're more than conquerors. You so did and shared it to us in the book of Romans that you are more or we are more than conquerors. Not only that, you said that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So no matter what we're facing, no matter what's come at us, Lord, I already know that you're going to give us the answer, that you're going to walk us through this place. And so speak to us where we're at now and move mightily in Jesus' name. And I'm calling it done in Jesus' name. I'm not going through a long prayer and events. I just thank you that it's done, that you'll speak, they'll hear it, and they'll know it in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that for all those that are hearing today, that you promote them, that you move them, progress them, cause them to hear and to see what you're calling for now in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, we praise you for all that's said and done. In Jesus' name. I pause, I still don't hear you. Oh, glory to God. As always, if somebody does not know Christ as their personal Savior, you know, the word is so simplistic with respect to that, you know, um, Jesus says to us in different places and different ways, um, he tells us that we must come to him, except, and we can't get to that place. We can't come to the Father unless we come to the Son. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by the Son. We don't have to fight about it. You know, one of the things that about our faith Faith is built solely in this place, Jesus says, or God says to us, if any man will come. He says anyone that comes to him, they must believe that he is. And so I'm telling you today that all you have to do is accept, just accept that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Savior. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, he will come in. He will forgive you or absolve you of all your sin. And from that moment that he comes in, he says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will come in invite him in. He'll come in and sup with you and you with him. So he invites you to to allow him to come into his life. He's not going to force his way in, but if you'll come in, it's, can I call it like this? He exclusively calls you or beckons you into this place. You know the scriptures, we've heard it, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed him should not perish but have everlasting life. God desires, no matter who you are, that simply, if you accept Jesus, that you too become a believer in Christ. So if you're here and you're hearing that word, just accept him. We pray, we believe that it's going to be so. And then I ask that if you hear that word, if you accept that word today, get in contact with this church. If not this church, get in touch with some church so that they can help you grow in the word of God. We thank you for this word today. I pray it's been a blessing to you all. And I want to tell you, as I tell everybody else, say the word works if you will work the word. Again, the word works if you will work the word. God bless you praise
0: God for you. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.